0: all right guys how's it going um just wanted to share my heart on the discipline of fasting today uh in my previous video that i did i just did a um, one on discipline of prayer and the importance of it um just have a lot that god's placed on my heart uh the importance of uh the discipline of prayer the discipline of fasting of course the discipline of reading uh most likely i'll probably do a video uh tomorrow or sometime soon on the uh, discipline of reading and the importance of it of course but I want to jump right into um, fasting and it's something to me personally that I've kind of uh, seen that's more of a lost discipline that we as Christians are supposed to uh, do and what we're called to do and it's interesting because uh, I've heard it said you know people say you know I just fast and uh, i'm sorry i I don't fast you know and i just have faith and i just believe that god can do these things but it's interesting because the bible tells us otherwise the word of god tells us about fasting and the importance and what it does and so what i want to do is i want to kind of break that down a little bit for you to help you understand the importance and the discipline of fasting and why it's necessary to do it still of course in today's time Um, so first i want to actually go into the scriptures now, the scripture that I'm going into first is going to be in Matthew chapter 9. It's going to be Matthew chapter 9, verses uh, 14 through 15. And um, sorry about the fan. If you can hear the fan in the background, i got the heat going on. It's actually snowing right now. Um, but anyway, so we got Matthew chapter 9, verses 14 through 15. And this is uh, interesting because this is where Jesus is with his disciples. And the Pharisees are fasting. And it's interesting because it's the opposite of what's happening in this time. So you see, it says in verse 14, then the disciples of John came to him, Jesus, saying, why do we and the Pharisees fast often? But your disciples do not fast. Now you get to see that this is the time where Jesus is with his disciples. But the Pharisees are coming to Jesus to saying, hey, listen, we were told to fast. How come you and your disciples don't fast, right? And it's interesting because this is Jesus's response to them. He says in verse 15 and Jesus said to them can the friends of the bridegroom mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them. But the days will come when the bridegroom will be taken away from him and then they will fast. So for me what I get out of that is very simpleness of the word is that Jesus is saying as the bridegroom is with them right now as I'm on earth walking with them. They don't need to fast. But there will be a time it says that that he that the bridegroom will be taken away from them, and then they will fast. Now, as we know, the scriptures tell us that um, you know throughout the word that Jesus died on the cross and that he rose again, but that he also uh, <clears throat> excuse me ascended back up into the heavens. So what that tells me is. Jesus was letting them know that there's gonna be a time where he's not with them you know, physically anymore. And the moment that he's not there anymore, that's when the believer, that's when his disciples are gonna to need to fast. It's interesting because the Bible also tells us that you will know that you're a disciple of Christ if you obey the commandments of Jesus. And so as we obey what Jesus is saying, Jesus is saying here to the, um, you know, the Pharisees, I'm still here with them, but there's going to be a time where I'm not going to be there anymore, and that's when they will fast. So now you know, as in the scriptures, it tells us that Jesus is not with us physically present anymore. He's seated at the right hand of God right now. And what that means is the bridegroom's not with us anymore, which means that it's time for us, as the uh, bride, to fast, just like Jesus said to the Pharisees. And so I share that with you because it's a very simple truth and something that is very dear to my heart because that's the proof and the truth that Jesus is saying now believers, now body of Christ, it's time to fast. It's important to do it and it's necessary because Jesus said it will come a time and the time is now for when we need to fast. Now, I want to go into what fasting does. Okay, so I'm going to jump into Isaiah chapter 58. me get there real quick here isaiah chapter 58 now in isaiah chapter 58 it's basically like the fasting that pleases god and how he what he intended fasting to do and this is what fasting is going to do for your life not only for your life but for the people around you and um yeah so i'll read it to you right here so isaiah 58 uh yeah chapter 58 verse 6 And we're going to go to verse 8 and then through 9 as well. So I'm going to read that just so you can see. It says, is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bonds of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free? And that you break every yoke, right? And now it says in verse 8, then your light shall break forth like the morning. And watch this part. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And then it says, and your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer. You shall cry and he will say, here I am. Look what fasting does, okay? This is why we're told to fast. These are the things that open up for our lives when we go into fasting, just like Jesus told us to do. First, it loosens the bonds of wickedness and undoes the heavy burdens, which there's many people out there that have heavy burdens, you know, that are struggling with things. And then it lets the oppressed go free, meaning anything of the enemy that anyone that's being oppressed by the enemy, your fasting is going to set that person free. It's very interesting how that works. But that's what the Bible says. It tells us that it's going to set the oppressed free. And it says that it will break every yoke, which is a burden, it will break every burden, it will break every single, um, you know, struggle, things that we have burdens on our, you know, on our lives and things that aren't supposed to be there that we're not supposed to carry those burdens. You know, this is kind of like a little bit of a time where I can go into Galatians chapter five, verse one, where it talks about, you know, Jesus set us free from those burdens and those yokes, he took all those burdens and yokes upon him when he when he was on the cross. It also says in Galatians 5.1, actually, you know, I'll just go there real quick, real fast. Um, Because the word, you know, it's so important. And as I'm doing these messages and these teachings, I'm just led by the Spirit. And as the Spirit leads me to, you know, the different scriptures, I'm just obedient to it. So it talks about this, Galatians 5.1, and I'm talking about burdens and having yokes of slavery. It says, stand fast, therefore, in the liberty, in the freedom. what it's saying by which Christ has made us free and do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage What that means is that the only yoke the only burden that you should have upon you is to go after God with all your heart Meaning it says in the scriptures also that his his um, yoke is easy and his burden is light Meaning coming after Jesus is easy and it's light. It's not something that's difficult but instead We want to take other yokes and burdens upon us as if we're supposed to carry those But jesus said you were never meant to carry those because i already took all of them on the cross And so as you notice what fasting does It it loosens those it breaks those uh, it breaks that yoke It breaks that yoke that you're not supposed to have on you It breaks that burden that you put upon yourself when you were never supposed to have that burden The only burden and yoke that you're supposed to have upon you is to go after god with all your heart so And then if you notice in verse 8, this is huge because a lot of people will say, you know, healing doesn't come. But this is how how healing comes. It says that um, your healing shall spring forth speedily. Look at that. It's talking about your body as well, as well as the areas of your life. Your healing shall spring forth speedily, which is amazing to me. And it comes because of fasting. It comes because Jesus, like we read in Matthew chapter 9, reminds us that when the bridegroom's no longer with the bride, I'm sorry, yeah, with the bride, then they will fast. Now, it's interesting because most people that I know personally and that I've you know, um, been a part of like different groups and things like that, they don't fast. But that kind of blows my mind because now I'm thinking to myself, if Jesus told us to fast, why don't you fast? But then I thought to myself, maybe they just don't know because the word of God, maybe they haven't read it in the word or God hasn't shown it to them in the word. So that's why I make these videos so that you can be aware of the importance of fasting and not just the importance of what it does when you fast, but also where Jesus told us to fast. I think that is very important because as Christians, what's better than listening to what Jesus told us to do? Because we know great things will come in our lives and we'll be blessed. So I want to um, also go down to verse nine. I want to talk about where it says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. Look what fasting does. Not that God doesn't hear us or anything when we cry out to him or when we're praying. But in fasting, it literally shows you this is what's going to happen as you fast. When you come, when you're into a fast and then you come out of your fast, it says, then you shall call and the Lord will answer. And you shall cry and he will say, here I am. Meaning, here I am. I'm going to attend to your needs and your, you know, your worries and your doubts and things that you're praying about finances, anything like that. And it's interesting because instead we think that we can just we can call on God. He does hear us when we pray, but there's something that happens when you fast. There's something that happens with your heart when you fast. To me, I believe personally as an experience in my own experience of fasting, it softens my heart to where I can hear the voice of God clear and that I can also learn from him. And also that he hears me clear as well as when I fast, because I'm feeding my spirit man instead of my flesh. And it's interesting because we know in uh, Galatians uh, chapter five, where it talks uh, talks about the um, the fruits of the spirit, it talks about that the the spirit and the flesh that they're contrary to one another. Meaning that the flesh desires not to fast, but the spirit desires for you to fast because. The spirits the one that wants you to fast so therefore what's the opposite of the flesh the flesh does not want it to fast at all And so that's just another thing that God's taught me as well through fasting
1: the moment that you begin to fast you begin to see things in your life kind of start to come up out of
0: your heart and anger and things you get easily frustrated and things like that begin to rise up because you're starting to Deny your your man your um, your flesh and you're starting to fill your spirit man Which is amazing. So those are just a couple uh, of scriptures, but I also want to talk about how to fast. Okay, so we're going to jump into Matthew uh, chapter six, because this is where Jesus is teaching also about fast and saying that in Matthew chapter nine, that uh, there will be a day when I'll be gone, that you will fast, which is now. And then in Matthew chapter six, he actually teaches us, you know, in the beginning of, you know, what it looks like when you are fasting. So it says moreover. And uh, I'm sorry. Chapter six, verse sixteen through nineteen. It says, "Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance, for they disguise their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. So, if you're fasting, it's important to not look like you're tired or weary or whatever it is that's going on, you know, because if people see that you're fasting, God's saying that's your reward. You know that that's what your reward is." People are you know honoring you that you're fasting whatever it is and then that's your reward. That's what you get Okay, so that's why he says, you know, don't do that. Don't don't do that. Okay Don't appear to men as to be fasting but do it secretly watch what it says But you when you fast this is what Jesus is saying anoint your head and wash your face, right? So you like shower, you know look clean so that you do not appear to them appear to men to be fasting but to your father who is in the secret place. And your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Now, that's how you fast. And so that also tells you that Jesus is saying, as you fast, do it, but only so that your father knows that you're doing it in secret. Not so that men know you're doing it, but as you come out of your fast, know that your father in heaven is going to reward you openly among all everyone else. Now, I know why he does that and the reason why he does that is because he wants to show that fasting is something that he said that we should do and that it will open up heaven over your lives it will work it will do what needs to be done it says just like in Isaiah 58 that you will call and he will answer and he will be attentive to your cry now I've seen it happen in my own life to where I fast and I come out of my fasting and God rewards me openly and then it's interesting because then people can say why? How did that happen? How are you so blessed? How did this happen in your life? And then I can be like, hey, listen, this is why this happened. And then I get to share the glory of God and then teach other people about the importance of fasting because it does open up doors, it opens up things that not fasting could never open up. It's important to do this. And I want to actually give you a demonstration in the Bible. Uh, in nehemiah about what fasting can really do for your life and watch watch what it does i'll show you we're just going to go over a couple uh different scriptures and what the holy spirit was teaching me through nehemiah about the importance of fasting and of course about prayer but we already talked about prayer in the last session this session we're talking about fasting but it's important to actually bring the two together because prayer and fasting is what's very important to do not just fasting because if you're just fasting and you're not praying you're actually just dieting and of course, you know, dieting isn't going to get you anywhere. I mean, you might lose some weight, but it's not going to do anything of what God intended for fasting to do for your life. It's very interesting how that works. And so I want to go into uh, Nehemiah. So if you turn with me to Nehemiah. So if, if you don't know where Nehemiah is, it goes uh, Second Chronicles. And then it goes into Ezra and then it goes into Nehemiah. It's in the Old Testament. So these are this is what happens with Nehemiah. So Nehemiah gets word that the city of uh, the walls of Jerusalem are being broken down and that the gates are being burned with fire. So it's being destroyed. This is his hometown. You know what I mean? And as soon as he gets word that he hears about it, this is what he does in uh, chapter 1 verse 4. It says, so it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days. Watch what it says. I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. Look, Nehemiah at this time gets word that something's not going right that bothers him and he mourns. And it says that he sits down and he fasts and prays before the God of heaven. I know that there's many people out there that are probably going to watch this video that are going through a hard time in their lives. Where they're mourning and weeping for something that's happening in their lives right now, but I want you to see that when you get word of that stuff that you go right into fasting and prayer and that you pray before the God of heaven. I want you to see what this does for your life. Okay, so Nehemiah Nehemiah goes into um, prayer and fasting. And he says in verse 5, it says, And I said, I pray, Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments. Right? He's being obedient to the commandments, which is a praying and fasting, just like, um, you know, Jesus taught us to do. Please let your ear be intent- attentive and your eyes open, that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now, day and night. Now, we notice that he's talking about, Please let your ears be open to the prayer which I pray before you now day and night, right? Now in Isaiah chapter 58, which is interesting because it talks about that God's ear will be open and attentive to your cry and to your prayer. And he will come and he will listen to what you're saying, okay? This is what prayer and fasting does. Watch. Now it says in uh, Nehemiah chapter 2, we're going to jump a little bit. But you can read the whole story yourself. But I just want to give a quick little, you know, um, testimony of the word of what prayer and fasting can do for your life because it's in the scriptures right here nehemiah chapter 2 verses 1 and 2 right Uh, it says right here uh see now i had never been sad in his presence before he's talking about being in the presence of the king nehemiah is therefore the king said to me why is your face sad since you are not sick this is nothing but sorrow of heart so even the king could see that he's very sorrowful you know he got word that his you know his hometown is being burned the walls are being destroyed everything right So, Nehemiah actually becomes very afraid of the king. It says in um, verse 2, it says, uh, So I became dreadfully afraid and said to the king, May the king live forever. Why should my face not be sad when the city, the place of my father's tombs, lies waste and its gates are burned with fire? Then the king said to me, What do you request? Right? Now, it's interesting because before he gets the request, Nehemiah goes back into prayer. You'll see in the next verse, he says this. So I'm sorry, the next sentence, he says, so I pray to the God of heaven. Then he goes to the king and says, and I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it. Right. This is the cry of his heart. This is the cry of his heart to God. This is the cry of his heart. And now he's going before man, before, before the king, and he's asking for his permission to go. Okay. Now watch, I don't know how Nehemiah expected the king to respond because he was already dreadful at the fact that the king saw that he was very sorrowful at heart. Okay, but it says in verse six that this is what the king says. Then the king said to me, and it says the queen also sitting beside him, how long will your journey be and when will you return? So, so it pleased the king to send me and I set him a time. Because Nehemiah was praying and fasting before God, notice the king is sending Nehemiah. He's allowing him to leave and he's allowing him to go to his city to go rebuild it. Furthermore, it says in verse 7, I said to the king, if it pleases the king, watch what fasting does. Watch what prayer and fastened does. Let letters be given to me for the governors of the region beyond the river that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah. In a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest. That he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel which pertains to the temple for the city wall and for the house that i will occupy he not only okay so first nehemiah is afraid to even ask the king to go to the city now he has this boldness to say to the king okay you allow me to go but let me also have letters from you that uh for the governors so that i can go beyond the region beyond the rivers so I can get to my destination because if it's written by you king they have to listen to you because you have that authority right and it says also uh, a keeper of the king's forest, because I need materials now I need um, resources uh, to rebuild this wall uh, because I have no way of doing it I'm just a man I'm a king's cupbearer that's all I am but since I prayed and fasted I found favor with God and I found favor with man through the king and the king has granted me letters not only has he granted me the time to go to go repair this wall and he's also given me letters that i may go beyond the region so that nothing will stop me to get to the wall and that i may also have letters to also have the resources to rebuild the wall okay it says um and the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my god upon me notice that he gives credit to god he doesn't say the king it was the king who did it all it was only granted to Nehemiah by the king because the good hand of God that is upon Nehemiah. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army. Look what else he does. The king goes a step further. Not only you know gives him the letters to get him beyond the region of the borders. Not only gives him the letters to the to one who's um, the one of the forest so he can have timber to rebuild the wall. But the king goes one step further further and says. The king sends captains of the army and horsemen with him on his journey. Okay? This is not just any captain. This is not just any horseman that's out there. This is the king's captain and the king's horseman, which means this is the best of the very best that the king could give to Nehemiah, right? And he sends them with Nehemiah on his journey to protect him. This is this is huge. Look, look what prayer and fasting can do because in the beginning, before any of this occurred, All Nehemiah did was catch word that his city was being destroyed, right? And that the gates were being burned with fire. So the very thing that Nehemiah went straight into right away was into prayer and fasting before the God of heaven. And look what happens when you pray and fast before God. As soon as he went into prayer and fasting before God, all these doors, all these opportunities, all these open ways opened up for Nehemiah to even not only get to the place, but to go beyond the region Where he could not be stopped because the king's letter to have the king write a letter to the man who's in charge of the force so we could have timber to even go rebuild the wall in the first place that's resources right not only that but the king also sends his captain of the army and the horsemen to go with nehemiah to make sure that he will be so filled that he'll be so satisfied that nothing will get in the way of what nehemiah's heart's desire is to do and this is God Himself showing Himself to Nehemiah, being like, This is what I can do with prayer and fasting. And this is why it's so important to do it, okay? And I wanted to share this these scriptures with you and the importance of it because you can see it in the scripture of how it, how it worked with Nehemiah, how he went into prayer and fasting, and how it changed the whole thing of him being in mourning and weeping into gaining resources and to getting approval and into going into you know the city with everything that he needed with even more than what he even expected, because that was the goodness of God, the good hand of God that was upon him. And so I I end that with that. Like I said, you can keep reading the book of Nehemiah because, of course, it gets better. But I wanted to share with you the very simpleness of the importance of prayer and fasting and what it does in your life. And, you know, uh, you know, personally for me, I have testimonies after testimonies upon testimonies about what prayer and fasting can do and how many open opportunities and doors that it can do for you. And that's why I take this time to make this video to teach you guys as uh, believers in Christ, uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, uh, sons and daughters of God in the faith to continually to be in prayer and fasting and continually do the disciplines that God's called us to do, because this is what it can do for your life. And it's so important. And like I said, I just gave you examples, just one example, of course, there's many other examples through the scriptures that you can read as well what fasting does, and how it opens up opportunities that fasting can only open and nothing else would open those opportunities. So um, please, like I said before, if this video, you know, has encouraged you or blessed you, please let me know, you can comment, um, you know, uh, subscribe if you want to, because I'll be uh, putting out more videos that the revelation that God gives to me in my heart so I can share with you guys this this channel was created to um, you know help disciple and build people up in christ and to build their faith and to help them grow in their walk with god and to draw them closer to god's heart um, because you know you see it too many times where so many people get excited and they get you know filled. With the Holy Spirit or you know they have a walk with God but then trials and tribulations come and then they literally give up on God completely and don't want to do anything with him because of the circumstances that happened in their lives so I pray that this encouraged you guys you know if maybe you were fasting and praying before and you haven't and you stopped I just pray that this video encourages you to get back into it again and then if you've never tried it before I encourage you to start trying it and more importantly you know fasting to me uh, became like a discipline like a practice as well just like it was a prayer You know, just like I said about working out, it's so important. All you gotta do. Is, you know if you if you can you know with your schedule I know people work and they're busy but all you gotta do is you can fast breakfast lunch and then eat dinner you know just fast breakfast and lunch and eat dinner start that way start off small maybe you can just fast breakfast eat lunch and eat dinner you know but just start off small in the way that you know that uh, you're able to do it but also be led by the Spirit let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you you know into prayer and into fasting as it's so important as he will lead you into all truth it's his desire for you to pray and fast as you read in the scriptures you know all scriptures God breathed and given by inspirational uh through the holy spirit by man but we know that in john 1 1 it says that in the beginning was the word and the word was uh with god and the word was god therefore the scriptures that are being spoken is god himself telling us that we need to fast and the and the holy spirit is the one that desires because he wrote them through man in the in this word so that we can even know it um which like i said which means that he desires for you to fast because he wrote them in the scriptures um, so once again, the flesh doesn't desire what the spirit desires. So anything of the word, the flesh will not desire. But it's very important that you you know um, you know uh, weaken the flesh and that you strengthen your inner man, your spirit man through prayer and fasting. And so, like I said, I pray you guys are encouraged through this. I know it's a longer video, but uh, thank you for taking your time to. Uh, you know, uh, listen to what the revelation that I have in my spirit and in my heart to give to you guys. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that it's going to bring testimony in your lives. And I look forward, I pray that you guys can comment and you know, reach out to me and say, hey, listen, you know, I went into prayer and fasting, and this was the testimony and this is the glory of God. Because the Bible also tells us to share of the testimonies and the glory of God that's happened in our lives so we can encourage other brothers and sisters in Christ that are going through whatever it is that they're going through at the time so we can encourage them. Like I said, God bless you guys. Thank you so much for watching. I pray you're encouraged. Be blessed and continue to be led by the Spirit and continue to ask Him to lead you and guide you into all truth, just like He said that He would. And I love you guys. God bless you. Have a wonderful night or a wonderful day, whatever it is, of when you're watching this. And may you be encouraged through this video. And uh, I just know that God will do great things through your life.